going on, everybody? This he is Tommy. I'm Cole, and this is the Brodega Podcast. Hell yeah! What's going on, guys? Uh, so, like uh, we've said last week, it's new and improved. <laughs> we did a episode on Billy the Kid. Gave you a, a real bro of history. Oh yeah. We're not gonna have any bros in this. No, <laughs> in this no. Topic. <laughs> Maybe like a real douchebag of history. Yeah. But uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, if you really did, uh, please re- leave a review in the mm-hmm. podcast reviews, and uh, make sure to share with your friends. Absolutely, yeah. Thanks, guys. And uh, speaking of sharing with your friends, if you want to share on, uh, follow us on Instagram, and even uh, share our page with your friends, we deeply appreciate it. Yeah, it really helps us out. Puts uh, really helps the algorithm. Yeah, gets us out there, you know, to not, you know, just be, you know, our close knit community that we have now. It'd be, you know, with every like and every comment, and really the likes is what really gets us in the algorithms. They start getting those likes, it really, you know, broadcasts it out through whatever media you're, you know, you're listening on. It does. Uh, essentially, the more people that interact with it, the more these platforms try to push it. So we appreciate every time you move your thumb and hit that like button, yeah. and. uh uh, thanks for listening. Yep. This week we got a little <clears throat> bit more grim topic, and we <laughs> kind of decided to go with that. Um, we uh, put a poll up on our Instagram, another reason to follow. Yeah, and thanks you guys for all you guys who uh, put the poll. It was actually a lot more uh, interactive than I expected. Yeah, me too, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we went between pretty much hit, we're damned if you do, damned if you don't. <laughs> yeah. Charles Manson or the Zodiac <laughs> Killer? And uh, a whopping 85% of you wanted to hear about the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, that's probably a lot from my, you know hometown community too because as you guys may or may not know zodiac killer is actually very active in uh vallejo california my hometown so this kind of hits you know it's like a national like publicity but for us it was like our hometown it yeah was like it was like extra not special i wouldn't call it special but it was just kind of like extra infamy well something that i thought was kind of interesting was while i'm doing my research i'm mm-hmm. watching some videos reading some articles and it legitimately says Vallejo, California. Yeah. And something that I thought was even more hilarious is in these videos is is these like, like I know there's a, there's a stigma out there right now that like basic ass white girls love serial killers. <laughs> yeah. There's these basic ass white girls doing uh like YouTube videos and yeah. they're trying to pronounce Vallejo, California. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think it's hilarious how like that is Vallejo. The, yeah. Well, there you can tell like. Yeah. They figured it out, and they're fighting the urge to say Vallejo. Yeah. Because they're, like, coming from Vallejo, California. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, it's, it's always been a struggle because, like, uh, when you listen to, the, like, the different podcasts about it and stuff like that, even, like, uh, I listened to a pretty famous podcaster, Dan Cummins. Yeah. And he did, like, on this, and he even says Vallejo. <laughs> and it's just, like, everybody, like, you know, I, wa- I really recently watched the Paramount um, documentary on this where they found out who the actual Zodiac Killer was, and it was, you know, but same thing the whole time. Vallejo, Vallejo. <laughs> I, I guess my rule of thumb is, and like I said in the last episode that I'm I'm into the West mm-hmm. and all that, but if there's a town that's in West Texas to California <laughs> and it has an, a J or <clears throat> two L's, I'm at least going to anticipate it on having some kind of Hispanic yeah, yeah, yeah. origin. It it should sound like Vallejo, you know. What yeah. I mean? That's what that's like what it technically is because it's named after a general, the yeah. Spanish War and all that. So like you know, I was like, but yeah, it's you know the common you know, as you're just in the town, it's Vallejo. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of uh, you know, hometown hometown team won last night, 49ers. Yeah, I, I watched every minute of both games, and they were both very exciting. Yeah. Uh start off with uh, the Bengals and the Titans. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, man. I, I thought people are just expecting the Titans. I was clearly wrong. I was, yeah. I was fully expecting the Titans kind of steamroll the Bengals, honestly. Yeah, but... and a lot of people are like, they might be the worst number one seed in 20 years, and I, I, I disagreed. Yeah. Um. I, my thing with the Bengals is I'm not hating on them. I, I, I highly think that Joe Burrow is going to be, might be putting on a, a gold jacket in the next 20 years yeah yeah he's actually he's, he's amazing but but the problem was like you saw last night when he got sacked nine times is i didn't <laughs> really i didn't really think that their weak points were going to hold up and they almost didn't they won by a field goal but 
Uh, they pulled it out, and then yeah. uh, the 49ers and the Packers. I, I, I was wrong again. I had the Packers winning by a field goal, but yeah, same thing for me. I, you know, like you know, it's my hometown team and everything like that. But I was like, okay, Packers. They look great. <laughs> and uh, just forewarning, guys, uh, Morley's here, my daughter. So she's going to. Hashtag sure, single dad life. Single dad life. Yeah. She'll be uh, popping it out, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, it's always fun having her coming here. And what are you doing? <laughs> but, um, yeah, watching the game, that, that opening drive, Green Bay drives down, mm-hmm. scores. And usually when somebody drives that easy, yeah, I'm sitting in my chair going, "Oh no!" Yeah, I'm like, "Oh, this like, is gonna the be first, a boring yeah, game." Yeah, first drive, I was like, "Come on, guys, just don't have this. Like, at least keep it close." You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, it was. I, I know a lot of casual football watchers don't enjoy games like that. So, mm-hmm. as someone that watches the game, and I, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm some former NFL player, but <laughs> like as someone that actually will try to break down what's going on, I enjoy those games. Yeah. Those low scoring defensive games. Yeah. It it was it was a you know, it was a fight the whole time. Yeah. Like it was back and forth and then like neither one could really do anything on offense. So it was kinda like, all right, the defense is how to show up and it was just like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I was like But yeah, that block what was it block punt? That to... block well block uh extra point in the first half. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And then blocked field goal. Yeah. Or not field goal, block punt. Mm-hmm. You're right, block punt. And uh, for a touch, I'm like, oh, fuck, this is a game all of a sudden. Yeah. And th- that was the thing was 49ers get the ball, and they like to run the ball. Like, yeah. they, they just have to run it 30 yards, and they'll win. Robbie Gold's a great kicker. Mm-hmm. And they pulled it out. <laughs> it's funny, too, because uh, some videos are coming out when they're celebrating, and you can see uh, Jimmy Garoppolo go up to Robbie Gold and go, fuck the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, like, that was funny. Um I like like we always talk we talk a lot about Jimmy G, Jimmy G on this episode, but I I just love the fact that he is he's acknowledged that he is not a Hall of Fame quarterback, <laughs> you know he's not one of the best, but he's a fucking competitor and a grinder. Yeah, you yeah know? absolutely. That's the great thing about him. Like you know, like, you know everybody thought like oh he he was under Tom Brady, he's gonna be you know he's Tom Brady two point yeah. blah blah. And I was like, just because he was there doesn't mean like he's you know yeah I mean, he's great. But I mean, he's not—he wasn't as good as a team manager as Alex Smith was. He wasn't explosive as Kaepernick was. He's just—he's just good. He's not—you know—he's not great. He's just good. He, he reminds me of Brett Favre without the arm strength. Mm-hmm. Like Brett Favre has—he's a Hall of Famer. He has an absurd amount of interceptions. Yeah. <laughs> like he's a competitor. He's like, I threw two interceptions. I'm gonna throw the ball another 45 fucking yards down the field. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I really, I really enjoy games like that. And uh, I, when I say games like that, I even mean the weather. Yeah, that's fucking football weather. Cold, little bit of snow. Yeah, everybody's miserable, even though they're not terrible. showing it. Yeah, those are my favorite games mm-hmm. to play when I played in like high school or yeah. middle school. All that. Those are my favorite types of games to watch. It it looks terrible to me, honestly. Man, I was like, ugh. That's football weather. I'll. I know this will never happen for obvious reasons, but I would love to watch a Super Bowl in the snow. Yeah. They like, intentionally do it like in yeah. nice areas. <laughs> Obviously, you know, like that are like in arenas because there's, it's the most watched thing in America. Yeah. You have to control that. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you have to kind of make sure you have a good game, but <clears throat> I would be remiss to say, I wish in an alternate reality, I could watch a Super Bowl in the snow every year. Yeah. Make him actually work for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well let's uh let's get to the topic. Um yes. so we're gonna kinda do just like the way I have it broken down, it's gonna be a timeline. Um talk about the two my two main uh you know, suspects during the whole Oops, thing. Sorry. And then um you know, because a lot of people still think it's one person. A lot of you know, even though things came out that it's another person, I honestly think it's you know the the most recent discovery, um, just based off the evidence found. But it took them till now. You know, the first attack was in 1963, and it took until 2021 to really find out who it actually was. You know, because you know, the equipment had to catch up with the times. Really, is what it was. Because there was there was evidence later on. When I say evidence, there was, 
you know, semen and shit everywhere. I mean, think, <laughs> think about it this way. That shit was happening while Vietnam was going on, and we yeah. just figured this shit out. Yeah, and that's crazy, man. And most most Vietnam veterans are 70-plus yeah. years old. Yeah, and another thing to think about, when I was doing this research and just knowing kind of there was at least, I think if they said 5 to 10 active serial killers in California during the time, during this 1960-1970 period. That wouldn't surprise me because... So when we were, and we're about to get to this topic, I just, mm -hmm. um, serial killers has been more your thing. Yeah. Um, it's not that I'm not interested. I, I've watched plenty of documentaries and whatnot. Um, but some people like, you know, like yourself are really into it. And I, I think it's great. And I, yeah. and I know a lot of people hate that people make that a hobby. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people like yourself are glorifying those. People, no. it's it's more the the mind game. Who yeah. is it? Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's kind of it's kind of to understand the philosophy of someone who could do these type of things and just kind of like, you know, get in their head type of thing to see like what what causes to be this type of person. What were they thinking during this type of thing? Like, it's more for me. It's more of a mental game than anything. Yeah, and and that's that's what I'm getting at is when. You know, we joke about like basic ass white girls. Yeah. You know, being into, and I don't think anyone's glorifying these people. It's more like they're already out there, and it's interesting to see how someone who doesn't, and I say air quotes, think normal. Yeah. Um. You know, acts and researching this topic to contribute to the episode, even though you're you know you're driving today. Mm -hmm. I was, I guess, I was surprised by how many. Like, and we're gonna get to suspects later. But how many suspects there were, and how many I was like, oh, it could be him. Yeah. Oh, it could be him. And even before the show, I was like, I thought it was this person, mm -hmm. even though I know that it came out that it was most likely this person. Yeah. I I still somewhat feel like it's not the guy that everyone's saying. Yeah. But we'll get there. But what I'm getting at is this one's very weird because. There's a couple suspects that you're like, we're it like, could be him. Yeah. And that was the thing that there were so many sus. There was there was about three or four hard suspects where they were like, we don't know, like it could be any one of these guys, you know, during this time, and um, that that was like the big like you know that's why it got so much publicity publicity about it because they were like, we we don't have like a solid lead on anybody that's you know in this you know this era right now. And the the last thing I'll say about it is, um. <laughs> the, I guess you gotta think about the time too mm -hmm. Zodiac Killer Manson starts to show up yep. this is this is really a time where serial killers start to get pub publicity yeah they had the Golden State Killer during this time the Green River Killer he was kind of more up north but all what? these guys during this time it, were just kind of taken I think honestly being a serial killer during this time was I wouldn't say it was great for business essentially. Yeah. And because the technology just wasn't there. Cities weren't talking to each other. No. If it didn't happen in my city, they didn't give a shit what it was. And, and that's something like uh, Netflix mm -hmm. produced the yeah. uh, Night Stalker one recently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's something that amazed me was back in back in the day, like that was what the 80s, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like Oakland and LA weren't talking to each other. Yeah. And yeah. It, you know, it's a couple hour drive. You can go, you can drive, you know, two yeah. hours north and. It's a whole new thing. It's not connected to anything, even though the motives were still the same. Yeah, and and that was something that I doing this research I noticed was I think the reason why we see a surge mm -hmm. in serial killers from the sixties on up is because of the grand scale we start putting them on. Like we kind of have done it to ourselves in a way. I'm not saying we, we are producing yeah. serial killers, mm -hmm. but like when the media gives people names like the night stalker. Yeah. Or you know, and I know the Zodiac Killer gave himself this name, but like yeah. when you start, it's essentially glorifying, glorifying it, yeah, because yeah. that's what they're looking for. When you're killing these people, you want some type of gratification out yeah. of it, and like having the newspapers and everything blast that shit out. I mean, the Zodiac Killer himself wrote to all these newspaper, and like he's just like, I did this shit, like you know, so like I like it. So when we get to suspects, I have a theory that I want to hit, and it kind of talks about that a little, a little bit. And I don't want to keep prolonging the topic. I just want to hit one disclaimer out there. We are going to be talking about um, serial killers, murders. Mm -hmm. um, this is still a what we consider a comedic podcast. 
Uh, there may be jokes here and there. By no means are we trying to offend victims or families of victims or yeah. glorify a serial killer. Uh, there's a lot of podcasts out there. We like to do our own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, if this might this may be some sensitive content for yeah. younger viewers, so just yeah. keep that in mind. I mean, we're gonna keep it kind of yeah. You know, like just, we're not gonna go in total real details. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, getting on it, man. Um. So like I said, June fourth, nineteen sixty three. There was a first attack in Santa Barbara. Um. This was against an older elderly couple, and then um. The the reason why this one didn't really fit the motive was because of how their bodies were disposed. So they took this old couple and they put them in a shack and then, or this, you know, the killer put them in a shack and then burned the shack. So, the, you know, burned their bodies. So, um, it didn't, you know, it was the only reason it kind of fit the first time was because of the attacks were happening in the same type of area. So it just kind of, they, they kind of lumped it in, but they just don't know if it was actually this, but this is the first recorded possible attack. Happened during this time. Could have been his breakout killing. Didn't know yeah. how to dispose of a body. Exactly, yeah. And you'll see, though, during this time, though, he doesn't get rid of any of the bodies. Yeah. You know, he does it. He does his thing, what he does, and then he just leaves it there. Maybe maybe that was the last time he felt some type of remorse. Yeah. As well. Exactly, yeah. You just know. going to, like, you know, not, you know, you know, essentially look at what he just done, essentially. I think, yeah, I think you're right. So, um, Moving on, and this is kind of the first, um, kind of the first, like, okay, this is definitely the Zodiac Killer's first kill, was in Riverside. And uh, October 30th, 1966, uh, Riverside, uh, Cherry, what was her name? Her name was Cherry, I remember that. Cherry uh, Valens from yeah. The Outsiders? Yep, Cherry Joan Bates, that's what it was. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, it was Riverside Community College, and she was leaving the library, and someone attacked her in the alleyway and, um, you know, molested her and then uh, killed her and left her there to be, you know. But this was 1030 at night. Um, the craziest thing about it was... There were dorms right next to this library. Not dorms, but apartments. There were yeah. apartments right next to this apartment. And, like, you know, this, she's screaming in this alleyway, and nothing ever, never, nothing ever came above it. Like, no one called the cops. No, nothing. So, someone just, like, stumbled upon her body the next day. Jesus. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of actual, um, you know, researching stuff like this. There was actually a lot of um, bystander, you know, things that just, no one did anything. Mind your own business type shit. Yeah, type your thing. People yeah. getting that. Yeah. And this was like the first like a uh, noticeable attack. And there was there was kind of a cooling off period. The investigation started in April. You know, it was when like they finally like had like, okay, this might not be the first time this person's done this type of thing because of how open it was and how like he just kind of felt like it was I can do this. I know I can. Nothing's gonna happen of it. So that's like the first part. And then this is when, like, the first, um, this is when the first, uh, suspect comes out, Arthur Lee Allen. So, Arthur Lee Allen, um, the reason why he was kind of for a suspect, he was actually going to, he was in Riverside during this time. Um, but he wasn't going to the college. That's one thing people got, you know, kind of get, like, mixed up. They're like, he was at the college. Now, the other suspect actually did work at the college. So Gary Francis Post. So the two main suspects actually were in Riverside during this time. That's why the, you know they kind of put them together. But Post was actually working in the community college. So it's kind of like probable cause right there. Yeah, exactly. But this this didn't come on until later. And one thing that they actually um, found at the crime scene was boot prints. That were army issued, well, military issued. Yeah, and both Arthur Lee Allen and Post were both veterans, so Post was in the Air Force and Arthur Lee Allen was in the Navy, and they both, but you know, they they figured it could be picked up at a surplus store, blah blah, all this stuff, you know, because it was a surplus of you know shit and it's cheap at that time. But they were are both actual veterans. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Post was Navy and Allen was. Air Force? No, reversed. It was? Okay. Yeah, so Post was in the Air Force, and then Allen was uh, in the Navy. Um, So, 
Arthur Lee Allen was actually, um, if you've seen the actual movie The Zodiac Killer, that is the person that they direct, you know, the movie towards. Like that is the killer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like as you as you go through, like that's him. And um, you know, so Arthur Lee Allen sounds familiar because you know the, if you ever seen the Zodiac, you know, movie, that's who they think the Zodiac was during that time. And uh, you know, come from my hometown, my actually my mom, and like you know people during this time and stuff like that, they actually like remember seeing him in Vallejo. Like, no shit. Like yeah, they've they've like they've seen him. I feel like if I was a suspect in a serial killing, mm-hmm. you know, but like I was never convicted, but everyone thinks I'm the killer. Yeah, I would move to somewhere far away from that place. Yeah, especially during this time, because you know, 1970s, you move, you move across state, you're a new person. Yeah, no one, you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna ever. <laughs> I'm gonna shut that door. <laughs> She's getting hyped off of a 3D below. It's a, some cartoon I've never heard of. So she loves it though. <laughs> I figured since we're talking about serial killers, maybe we keep the toddler <laughs> screaming out of it. Um, yeah, the yeah, I, I guess more than what I'm talking about is if I were ever accused of serial killing, mm-hmm. and then even if it came out that I wasn't the guy, yeah. and then I'm living in my hometown, and let's be real, people are prob most people are probably like, oh, he fucking. He's, it's Zero he did killer. it. I know they found this. He did it though. Like, Honestly, you know. I'd probably like move to like fucking Montana or some <laughs> yeah. shit, like off the grid for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, just you know, talking about the two sus- the, the two suspects, Arthur Lee Allen and um, Gary Francis Post. Um, so those are the two main suspects. There's about three or f- there's about four or five that were during this time were like hard suspects, and uh, you know they both actually got interviewed by FBI. You know, kind of later on in more of our timeline, but um, like post, they like legit just like ah, that's not him, like it wasn't him type of thing. But he also never disclosed, you know, disclosed until way later. They found out he actually worked at the community college, and that's when it kind of all kind of clicked, kind of you know. So the next attack was December twentieth, nineteen sixty eight, at Lake Herman. So Lake Herman uh, road attack, but it was actually at the Lake Lake uh, Herman. Like, there is a kind of not like a dam, but it's like a it's like a lake essentially. Yeah. It's it's a lake, but it's it's more like a it's a man made lake. There's like a big trail on it, and the reason why I know is because I used to fish here all the time. And I think later on, actually, I think I'll post a picture on the Instagram thing of me actually holding a fish in Lake Herman, like on the actual like you know. Yeah, and it's just it's just crazy to think about it because like you can actually see in the background there's like a hill that goes up. There's a tree, and then that tree is... That's where the tree... That's where the two people were killed at. Yeah, because uh, he, to my understanding, mm-hmm. he came out in an executioner's mask, yeah. approached this couple, mm-hmm. um, stabbed them, Yeah, and uh, one of them lived, one of them did not. Yeah, but, so know. the the girl uh, did not live, and uh, I think he actually shot... No, no did, he, did he shoot him? I can't remember. thought he stabbed. I, I, yeah, but yeah, you know, and he also... I think he also carved his, uh, his you know famous logo into the side of their car it's the crosshair you know? yeah and then he and then he made marks of the previous killing dates yeah and that's where they linked started linking this same person yep and then uh correct me if i'm wrong then he called into the police uh police station yep and was like i killed these people and i also killed these people and hung up yeah and that's yeah and that's kind of when arthur Lee allen first becomes the first like that's when he first gets interviewed. It's October 6, 1969. Which I'll be I'll be honest, that's who I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um so then during this time um and also, by the way, this is another attack that happens July 4th, 1969 at Blue Rock Springs, which also is a park that I literally have to drive like if I'm going in town from my parents' house, the park is you have to pass the park. Like, it's, it's just kind of crazy. Like, now it's, like, you know, kind of more industrialized. It's, like, a road and everything. But it used to just be a dirt road. It has, like, a golf course and everything there now. But literally, you have to drive past it every yeah. time. And it's just crazy to think, like, you know, that's, you know, where people have died at. Um, but right after the stack of July 4th, uh, August 1st is when the first Zodiac letter comes, you know, is sent to the news. And uh, is actually sent to the Vallejo Times-Herald, which my dad actually used to be a manager at. Wow. 
any acts he used to work there. Like he worked there for a long time. It wasn't during this time. It was way later. He happened to meet anybody that was around for that? I don't know. I should ask him that. That's a good question. Yeah. Follow, we'll get you a follow-up. <clears throat> yeah. And then uh, there's there's two attacks uh, pretty close to, to each other. September 27th and October 11th, both 1969. One in um, San Francisco, the taxi attack, where he shoots he shoots a taxi driver. Yeah. And then on September 27th at the Berryessa and Lake Berryessa, which I've also been to as well. And... Um, I've also caught fish there too. I actually have a, a video of me <laughs> catching a fish there. But it's just uh it's just crazy, like, you know, this being to all these places. And I you know I didn't go there to like, oh, like these are the places. Like, it's just crazy to think about. As I was looking at the timeline, I was like, damn, dude, like, I've oh, been I've there. I've been there, yeah. I've been there. Like, you know. That's kind of what happened to me in Fort Sumner. Yeah. I was like, where does this name ring a bell? Yep. <laughs> and then um <clears throat> so yeah, so the Barrios attack happened, but the taxi um attack is like the, I went probably the most significant attack for police officers to help them out. Um, so he's getting into a taxi. Um, the taxi, he actually asked the taxi driver to pull over real quick. And essentially he shoots him in the middle of a neighborhood, Presidio, uh, Presidio um, Heights, which is like, now it's like a crazy expensive place to be. But during the time it was livable. And um, there were some kids that heard the gunshot went to the window and saw him getting out of the taxi. And uh, they said, like, he reached back in to grab something. He ended up grabbing a piece of T-shirt from the taxi driver to send to San Francisco Times, uh, their newspaper. Yeah. Because you know, this is when another letter comes from the Zodiac. And this one, I think, actually has the first cipher, the first ci- Zodiac cipher. Well, and then also, like, <clears throat> and correct me if I'm wrong, some of the research I did was those kids – Contacted the police, mm-hmm. said it was a man that was five foot eight, glasses, twenty five yeah. to thirty years old. Yep. And then they proceeded to stop a black guy. Yeah. Even though these three kids were like white guy, five foot eight, glasses. Yeah. And you know, it was during this time, it was just, you know, that was the stigma. You know, it was kinda yeah. it wasn't the best time for, you know, race. And the Zodiac killer was <laughs> like, You guys fucking talk to me. Yeah. And that's that's when the first sketch comes out, and that's why I think it's the other it's a it's post. Yeah, because the sketch is kind of like uncanny, especially to the scars on his forehead. And then I think we'll post that on um, Instagram as well, the sketches yeah. and everything like that. But you guys will see what we're talking about. Um, but this has been like the first kind of like a few chain uh, a few different letters come in. The first cipher comes in, and then you know people start getting on the on the actual cipher. So during this time. Um, more, a lot more communication with the newspaper. Uh, there's actually four different letters. Um, one of them explaining what, you know, what he's going to do to some kids. Like, you know, he's like, Hey, like how crazy would it be if we just shoot out like a bus tire and then pick off the kids as they come out to now. Yeah, like he that. says he's not above killing kids and yeah. all this shit. And then like, apparently one of them is like, it will reveal his identity. Yeah. Which is and yeah, yeah. So, not yeah. fucking true, right? Yeah. Well, actually it was true. That actually came out later on. Okay. If you put, um, if you use uh, Gary Francis or Gary F. Post, and use that to decipher the cipher, his name unciphers the letter. That's why that's another thing. Kind of like they're like, okay, but then there was no nonsense. There, I mean, there was no name inside the actual cipher, so they're like, you know. That's what I'm getting at. Is like he kind of. Said it would reveal who he is, yeah. and it never fucking did. Yeah, but they said like if you use his name though, then it unciphered it. Technically it. reveals it. So technically, you you know you would know who yeah. he is. But at this time though, like, uh, the the suspects were you know this was getting national news now. Yeah. You know, especially after the the panic that set on with the bus thing, and it's like it could he could have easily made a cipher to where it you know deterred it to the other guy. Like that's you know, like why not? Well, and then. Something that I found very interesting was mm-hmm. the first cipher that was uncovered fairly quickly. Yeah, was two school teachers that mm-hmm. were married. They they uncovered it, and then the second piece that I find interesting was like we were talking about publicity and all this. Is he sends that cipher in, and he's like, "If you don't post the cipher in the newspaper, I'm gonna kill again." Yeah, and the editor of the, of the newspaper was like. <clears throat> Well, I don't want that blood on my hands. Yeah. Which I mean you could say like, oh, this is a great story, but like you know, he claims he didn't want that blood on that blood on his hands, so he posted it 
mm-hmm. and then that obviously didn't fucking happen like anyway it's a serial killer i don't I don't think i'm gonna take their word for yeah you know but, exactly and this goes into my theory i just want to throw that out there is like he he made sure that his exploits were in the paper yeah so exactly so and also during those times uh were two attacks one in modesto and then one in lake tahoe which is not under hours from each other yeah it, it wouldn't be hard to make that drive type of thing um, so one of kind of the most uh, recognizable letters were sent to the San Francisco um, Times was the letter to Paul Avery. So if you've seen the movie, it's Robert Downey Jr., and that's Paul Avery. Okay. He was a reporter who was actually looking for the Zodiac. So, you know, it was kind of like he was trying to, like, find out who he was. Um, but this is when they linked the Cherry Joe Bates killing to the Zodiac. He was like, you guys can find me in Riverside. And then that's when they kind of like found out like what happened to Riverside type of thing. And it's like, you couldn't find me, you know, you literally talked to me in San Francisco, blah, blah. Do you think you're ever going to find me type of thing? Like, you know, and he sent this directly to Paul Avery telling him like, if you don't stop, I'm going to kill you because clearly I can't be caught type of thing. Yeah. So that was a, you know, a big deal. Um, so then there was a couple more attacks. Um, and also this is when they launched another Riverside investigation based off of Arthur Lee Allen being the prime suspect at this time. Um, but there's one more investigation that happened, or one more disappearance that happened, and it was in Lake Tahoe again. So um, what is crazy, though, about... Um, what's crazy about all this is these guys, these two suspects, were in these areas at the same time, these two prime suspects, to where it's kind of like, were they working together... Like it, 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 it's so weird. And after I tell you, act like you know about post, what, what else uh, he's done? Um, it wouldn't be like outlandish to think that they weren't working together. But this is the theory I have that yeah. I came up off because it's it's kind of like it's so, um, it's so like how like how are these guys in these same places at the same time type of thing? And, and I know we're kind of saving our theories till the mm-hmm. end. I thought about that as well. We can elaborate that on a little bit later. My only, yeah. my only thing why I didn't even think about going into that, that theory until mm-hmm. now, because you're saying it as well, yeah. is um, there's never, no one has ever said the, they've seen these two together. So mm-hmm. that was kind of like my thing. I feel like if, if you're that close with someone, somebody's going to be like, oh yeah, I met him in, you know, at a barbecue one time and it, you know, yeah. they seem like pretty good, but you know, like, yeah, I feel like somebody would see, have seen them together. Yeah. But I mean, this is during that time where, like, if you had a clo- close knit type of people and you only stuck within your circle, that's it. And I, there's and no I, social media. There's no, like, you know. I get that. That just means, like, like when I was researching Alan, because mm-hmm. I kind of felt like he was the one, mm-hmm. is people that he would, because he had friends and yeah. they interviewed his friends. Yeah. So, like, they figured out who his friends were. Like, none of them said that they ever met Post. Yeah, yeah. And, like, even because re- I'll say one of the reasons why I felt like it was Alan is a couple of his friends said it's like, hey, you know, this is my name, but, pe- you know, people like to call me Zodiac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the Zodiac killing started happening. Yeah. That's like one of my big things, but. Yeah. And uh, so this is kind of when the Zodiac killer kind of tapers off. He's. You know, he's had all this communication with you know, the San Francisco Times during this time. I mean, with excuse me, within a year, he sent at least eight eight letters to this, uh, the Times. And then investigation happens in 1972, where but this time it was in Santa Barbara, and um, a couple were killed at the beach at night, and then um, and then they claim like it was you know the Zodiac, but it kind of just like. Didn't re- kind of really it fed the mo because of the of the killing of the both the couple because that's a lot of these things will happen, but like it was just kind of like way after his cooling period because it was almost a year and a half before anything happened. Yeah. But technically, to be a serial killer, you have to have a cooling off period, and that's why you know you have to kill somebody, have a time of cooling off. It can be you know any time really, but and then killing again, and this was like almost a year and a half, so maybe, but. To me, I think it was just, you know, the same type of thing. It's coincidental. Yeah. And then three years later, um, the time, uh, the San Francisco Times receives the last letter from the Zodiac they ever received. And um, and then he actually quotes a movie 
um, it's oh, damn I forgot what the movie's called. A dangerous game. Yeah, that's what it was. A dangerous game. The movie is about a rich, super rich guy hunting poor people for a living. Oh, you're talking about the most deadliest most game. Most deadliest game, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, well, actually, watch that movie. Yeah. yeah, so they talk about that, and then they link that to where uh, Arthur Lee Allen was actually a stagehand for the uh, play in San Francisco. So it's kind of like he references this movie that he worked on in the letter stating that he's a, you know, so it's kind of like it. Our, everything really did point to Arthur Lee Allen. See, it's, it's so insane how alike these two are. Yeah, like I know there's other suspects, but it's obvious it was one of these two. Yeah, and it's just, it's just crazy. And that's when the investigation starts again on Arthur Lee Allen. Like, okay, this guy worked at this place during this time, so it makes sense why he was in that taxi. He could he could have been heading to the stage or coming from the stage. And, you know, because there, there was two shows. You know, there, there was, like, always an early show and a late show. Yeah. And it was right in between the two shows. So that's why they think, okay, maybe he did. Maybe it was him, you know. Um, <clears throat> so that's kind of when the investigation kind of goes cold. They interview him again. They can't prove it's him. Um, <clears throat> and then Arthur Lee Allen just kind of just not really disappears off the face of the earth, but he just... You know, the, it loses publicity and everything like that, and it just. And I know he went to he went to jail for a while for child molestation. Yeah. And see, I'll, that's another one of my my factoids. But mm-hmm. I I know like the killing stopped right when he went to jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, very coincidental. Yeah. And then, uh, so we talked about Arthur Allen. It kind of always really kind of points towards him. Yeah. However, going back to it now, kind of back through the timeline. You know, hit major points. You know, uh, Cherry Joe Bates was killed, and I think it was post. Yeah. He worked at the community college. He literally worked at the library she was just at. Probably Air Force guy, Air Force boots in the alleyway, you know. And then uh, he moves during this time. His address, actually, he doesn't, he lives in Vallejo, too. In the, like, the early, about 1968 is when he moves to Vallejo, California from Riverside. Um, you know, and he's going through all these attacks and everything like that. And, um, the one slip up that I think, so honestly, I, I think maybe, um, Arthur Lee Allen was actually doing the talking for the Zodiac and post was actually, because he wanted that fame, but wasn't actually doing the crime. Dude, you're so... <laughs> you're blowing my mind because <laughs> you're making me change how I might feel. Mm-hmm. Cause like, right as you said that, I'm like, because he, he always wanted to be on Broadway. That's why he worked there. I'm going to say my point. I'm going to revert <laughs> back to that. I want to say my point. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, no, I just kind of made like a connection yeah. that would make total sense. But the thing I'm thinking about though, is like, it's the reason why I call it. So, you know, it's so, it's just so crazy that these guys were in the same places at the same time. Yeah. So, like, if, you know, you can easily take out Arthur Lee Allen, put him post in, and he would be still at these things during this time very easily. Like, you know, except for, like, the San Francisco thing. The only reason why that made sense is because Arthur Lee Allen was working at the, at the Broadway show, you know? Yeah. But post could easily just been in San Francisco at the time. Like, it's, it's a 35-minute drive, you know, I mean, from, you know, from Vallejo at the time. And you know Tahoe and all these all these places are within a couple hours drive. It's not outlandish to think you know someone who wants to kill people would make the drives. You know. Yeah. Um, the Santa Barbara thing, I think, is kind of like an outlier. I think you know maybe he's the beach board walk, and he's like, oh, I feel like killing somebody. And then, but the last Here I go again, killing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the final letter from the Zodiac. That's why I think it makes sense for Arthur Lee Allen was wanted the fame, but wasn't actually doing the crime. Because yeah. who references like a Broadway show as a serial killer? You know what I mean? Like yeah. it just doesn't really make sense so. to me. And then so, but Post was a uh, was a um, a suspect though during this whole time because he fit that sketch. And another thing, Arthur Lee Allen looked nothing like the sketch. Yeah, nothing at all. Part of the reason why I thought it was Allen. Yeah. No. No. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I meant. Arthur, Arthur Lee Allen was oh. like six foot something. Heavy set dude. 
I think he had glasses, but I don't think they were the same type. My thing with that was uh, he's heavy set. That was my big thing. Yeah. People said he's heavy set, mm-hmm. and it's too easy to go to a gas station and buy a pair of glasses or yeah. like a drugstore mm-hmm. to like obscure your identity. But I just think that the sketch that came out, Arthur Lee Allen was also brunette. Yeah. They distinctly said the guy was blonde, post was blonde. Like it is kind of like the sketch of the the killer easily looks like post. Yeah. Arthur Lee Allen fit every aspect of maybe the mentality of um who the Zodiac was. And the reason why I say, and this is strictly theory, just what I was thinking at this time, Post used to run a group called I have to look it up here. It was so, I'm gonna. I'm uh, while you're looking for. Yeah, it, yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna sound like a hypocrite that I'm changing my theory. Mm-hmm. So I'll, what I'll do is when we're we're uh, are we at the theory point? Or yeah. You still do? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So, um, I'm gonna give you my original theory before we sat down, mm-hmm. and then I'll give you what I think my theory now is. Getting more details from someone that has a little bit more, um expertise in the subject yep and uh so my original thought was it was alan now i'll admit when i was doing the research mm-hmm. my go is alan yeah but then i stumbled upon the articles from last year in 2020 mm-hmm. that were saying it was post and i'm like okay mm-hmm. you know that makes sense but before looking at those post articles for, that are fairly recent my determination that it was alan is i'll be honest i've never seen the zodiac movie yeah like you've told me here that they Mm -hmm. focus on it being him i've never seen it yeah um the reason why i thought it was post was looking at both guys they have very big similarities so i could see why Mm -hmm. it'd be hard my thing was to me the zodiac wanted to be known in infamy and be famous yes and I took Alan as more of a guy that would wanted to worry about being known, mm-hmm. where Post wasn't like that. Yes. And that was my big outlier was Alan, like, the thing I got from Alan was a guy that didn't accomplish a lot. Yeah. And wanted to be known for something. Yep. And only somebody like that turns, in, turns a newspaper into a fucking... Wild goose chase, yeah, and does all this shit. Mm-hmm. Where I, again, at the same time, I just I feel like Post wasn't really out for fame. Yeah, that's why it was I kind of just like a a thing for him. Like it was just he didn't he didn't need the he needed to do it. Yes, it's like an addict, you know. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so the reason why I think it's Post is well, for one, he fits the timeline. The Riverside Killer thing was absolutely. Um, insane um and that he was like there that's like kind of like okay the sketch they've seen a side by side between a post uh, the post and uh the sketch it's even the scars on the forehead they got they nailed that like you know what i mean like some yeah. kids nailed these very distinguished scars on his forehead which blows my mind because this dude probably killed the dude saw these kids looking at him he's like sup yeah you know exactly because, I mean, you know, like people like that are just like, whatever. Like, you know, they're willing to kill someone in cold blood. They don't care. If like, if I did that, I'd be like, i get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. It's a panic, you know, because yeah. that's how normal people would think, you know. Um, but, so, Arthur Lee Allen died in 1980-something. Yeah, he died of a, of a, I think, a heart attack or something like that from diabetes. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> but Post lived until 2018. And the reason why all this new evidence kind of came up was he was kind of on his deathbed. You know, that's why people were like, well, you know, people say some crazy shit when they're dying type of thing, you know. Yeah. Or like, you want to make amends or whatever. Like, you know, it's, it's you know, people are like, anybody would say anything at that point because it doesn't really matter. They know they're dying. But he gave away a lot of gifts. And the reason why I say gifts because he called them gifts when he gave them away. So uh, Post gave away a gun. He gave away shell casings. He gave away parts of a, you know, parts of guns, stuff like that. He gave his fucking trophies away. Exactly. To, how fucked up is yeah, that? Yeah. So he gave his trophies to, you know, his friends at the time that yeah. he had, you know. But post, what I was reading was a very abrasive person. 
like in 2016, like he like severely hurt his you know wife. Like she he pushed her against a wall and broke her pelvis in like four you know places and stuff like that. And they're in their almost 70s, 80s. Like yeah, you know, he wasn't a good dude. You know what I mean? Um, and also, um, he claims to killing 37 people, but they can only really mount like about 20 something, five for sure. Like you know, the five of the most like for sure killings because he left his mark and stuff like that. Yeah. But they say, yeah, 20 maybe. and the, But he said he does 37. And the reason why I think it was a higher number, um, during the early times, he actually ran a group. They called it a posse. And they and, hung out in the mountains. Yeah, I was going to bring this up. Yeah, yeah, they hung out in the mountains and they killed animals. Well, it comes out that these shell casings that he were giving away were him and his fucking posse actually killing people. So... You know, that's where I'm thinking, like, what if Arthur Lee Allen was in this posse? Part of the posse. And, you know. That's part of my second. Yeah. That I'm kind of piecing together. So that's where I'm like, you know, that's all certain. Like, I'm just like. It's all speculation here. All speculation. I don't know. But he definitely, like, he admitted to doing that. And then when they come out that he had all these, you know, these trophies as it comes, you know, because he gave a lot of shit away. And then once they kind of linked, like, these weapons and these showcases to actual murders are happening. They went into his house, and he had a uh, dark room for you know developing photos and stuff like that, and it was full of evidence from all these killings, pieces of clothing, steel shell casing, stuff like that. Like it was, they called it a gold mine of evidence. Jesus. So that's when they were like, okay, this is for sure. Post is the Zodiac killer. Like he had all the clippings. Like, you know, like a lot of people during this time like kept clipping stuff like that, but... Um, Specific ones. Yeah, strictly to him yeah. type of thing. And then they matched all the shell ca- but he used a revolver. So there was never any shell casings, you know, because... But the the casings that they found, you know, if you do like, you know... And the evidence finally caught up. They had bullet fragments, stuff like that. They were to match the casing to the bullets, just like they do now. And um, it was just a gold mine of... Um, evidence that came up and they're like it was definitely this guy and then it comes out and like you know he worked at the you know the community college Cherry Joe Bates worked at and stuff like that so it's just insane that all these things mounted up and it took you know the first killing was what 1964 yeah it took all these years to finally find out who it was and it was because he gave away his shit and someone was like uh, I don't know what to do with this the fuck time. am I supposed to do with an empty <laughs> yeah. bullet casing yeah so he gave his shit away. And then just the fact that, like, you know, I kind of, like, gloss over the fact that he was, like, going around killing people with friends. Yeah. Like, that wasn't, like, a... That was a for sure thing he did. Kind of like some some more fucked up fight club shit. Exactly, yeah. So, um... First rule about <laughs> fight club is we don't tell people we murder people in mountains. Yeah. So all that, you know, all that stuff came out, and it's just... It's insane to think that, like, maybe this guy did kill all them people. And somehow knew Arthur Lee Allen, and he was like, I know he's not going to talk about it. Yeah. But I want to know if that is the case. Like, what if he's like, hey, dude, you're not supposed to be saying nothing. <laughs> so, do you mind if I have the floor for a couple minutes? What? So, like I you know, just said, I, you know, before you telling me, hey, people figure out his posts, and I kind of knew that I want to do my own independent research. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it really sounds like Allen. Then I do the post stuff. I know there's like some like 40, like those independent researchers. Yeah. People that do this stuff, they help kind of help uncover that too. Um, It looks like it's post, but look at before, well, if you, let's say pre 2020. Yeah. Right. It really looks like Alan to me, right? Yes. Even based off the slip up that he said that he's like, he called Paul Avery. He's like, he's like, why are you calling me? And he's like, because it's my birthday. Yeah. And it was his. It was a Arthur Lee Allen's actual birthday, so it's kind of like so. That that's my whole thing. I was like, I feel like somebody was doing this for vanity, mm-hmm. and Allen fits the mo more. Yes, and he even goes show when Post died. Mm-hmm. He's like, fuck, I might as well just like tell people. Right? Might as well admit it now. Yeah, <laughs> but like he never was like he like think about that. He didn't tell anybody. He was like, oh, I'm a Zodiac killer. Dude. Like he yeah. never. No, he actually he told his uh. Da- his daughter-in-law he did like because like i said he was a super abrasive person yeah like, he told a couple like people, i'll fuck you up i'm the zodiac yeah, killer exactly yeah but okay. you know they they kind of just like 
you know, he's old. Yeah. He's getting dementia type of shit. He's getting senile. You know, so they, they left it all to that. And then when they found the all this evidence, like, the daughter-in-law was like, oh, fuck. He might have actually been the Zodiac killer. Might have been number 38. Yeah, exactly. Well, so as I'm being educated by you, I'm kind of piecing two and two together. And like I said, I read this posse thing. Mm-hmm. Like, so... I'm going to throw out a th- theory, and I'm kind of freestyling it here. Mm-hmm. So let's say Post has been killing people, right? And, like, he's he's doing it because he's got to do it, right? Yeah. And then at some point, he starts this posse. He starts gaining guys, and he meets a guy. He meets Alan, right? Think about it. They're both vets. Mm-hmm. That's something they bond over. Absolutely. Oh, shit, you're service? Yeah, I'm probably service. Oh, holy shit, hey, you should come hunting with us. Mm-hmm. They start fucking hanging out. And then Post is like, hey, this Alphonse guy is cool. We should bring him in on, you know, the yeah, you know. the other shit we're doing. <laughs> and then, like, Alan's like, holy shit. He's like, maybe he's, like, not even on board with, like, doing the killing. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is my opportunity. And, like, maybe this is around when the first killings start coming out. Mm-hmm. And Alan's like, this is my opportunity to get my fucking vanity. Yeah. And he starts using his buddy's killings. Because mm-hmm. I initially kind of felt like, uh, even as we were talking before, I'm kind of piecing it together, that maybe Alan was an imposter. Yes. You know, like using it just to get vanity, which people have done. Yeah. People will rationalize doing anything for anything. Yeah. Like the, the brain's rationalization factor is just, it's crazy what you'll rationalize. But then maybe like... Maybe at first Post is like, what the fuck, dude? But then at the same time, maybe Post is like, okay, this is a good chance for, one, my shit to be noticed. Mm -hmm. Slash two, if the Zodiac Killer gets caught, it's not actually the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. And this motherfucker that's writing all this shit that he didn't do goes to jail and I don't. Yeah. And I can keep killing. Yeah. And it's just crazy that the cipher, if you use Gary F. Post... To encipher it, 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 it works. It deciphers, yeah, yeah, and that that was the big thing for me. I was like, okay, it was post because mm-hmm. you need his name to decipher everything. Yeah, it's the key. Mm-hmm. But like, think about that. They had a. We're, we're talking about how much they have in common. Yes, maybe they did know each other, and maybe like post was okay with him doing this because one, it's kind of a get out of jail free card. Yep, and and two, he can keep doing what he's doing. Yeah. And then, like like you said, it would make sense because Alan goes to jail and all of a sudden the letters and all that stop. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, Post just keeps doing what he's doing. Yeah, he's living life. He was never writing the letters. Mm-hmm. So that's why they stopped. Yeah. And it says, you know, that's that's just me just like purely spitballing. And just yeah, like, this is total makes... speculation, but it sounds, it makes yeah. fucking sense yeah. if you think about it. Because just based off of like the action, the thing that really gets me is the sketch. Yeah. Like just how uncanny the sketch is. And it's just crazy because like these are, these are, you know, regulations from kids. Saw a guy at night. Yeah. You know, barely under a streetlight. You know and they I mean? made sure to say he had a scar on his face. Yeah, the scars, the glasses, and you see a picture of him just right next to the sketch and you're like, that's fucking him. Yeah. And then Arthur Lee Allen is a six foot something balding, mind you, balding guy. This guy that was doing the kill and he was not bald. Even young pictures of Allen shows him he's already balding. Yeah. You know, he has that uh my fucking toilet bowl, you know what I mean? And it's just like He looks fucking goofy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, it made sense that was post, but everything pointed to Allen. So that's why I was like and then just the whole Broadway thing, like he wanted to be on Broadway. Like he he said that multiple times. And for him to reference the play that he was a part of in the final letter before he goes to jail, kind of just like, okay. It's kind of like a serial killer had his own PR. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> like he had his own kind of like agent. Mm-hmm. Which is like a fucked up way to say it. But like it, it, it kind of, that like if we're going by the theory that I'm kind of piecing together... It it kind of sounds that way. Like Alan was his fucking PR guy. Yeah, and he and did just, all the work. Yeah, and is it you know it's just crazy to think about like, and then you know the reason why I wanted to do this was just because of, you know, even now Vallejo is still known for this. You know, of course it came back up recently with all the documentaries and the new discoveries stuff like that. 
But like it's you can say Vallejo to a, kind of like a random stranger, and at some point, someone's like, "Oh, that's what it is." Oh, Zodiac, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and it's just crazy knowing that I've been to these places. You know, it kind of sucks that you know, as people died here, but when it comes down to it, it is a major part of history in these cities that you know these killings went on based off the nationality that I got there. And this is gonna kind of sound kind of fucked up saying it in a serial killer episode, mm-hmm. but I understand what you're saying because. As I've stated, I'm a history nerd. Mm-hmm. And the best way to equate it is I think about people that have done something significant to be remembered past their death, right? Yeah. Like we still talk about fucking George Washington. Yeah. You know, like think about that. It happened mm-hmm. hundreds of years ago. Yeah. And the other part of it, like you're saying, like, it's fucked up, but it's cool is like you're most likely standing on the same ground that a serial killer is standing on. Yeah. How I still kind of felt like, holy fuck, like there's a good chance Billy the Kid was right here. Or like mm-hmm. as I'm driving around in the fucking desert, I'm like, there's a good chance Billy the Kid was riding his horse and shit around here. Yeah. And it's just weird. Like you're sharing the same ground mm-hmm. with someone that may be infamous. Mm-hmm. or honored you know yeah. like and depending on who's like you know looking at it and you know it's just crazy that like even though like the zodiac killer was active during this time there were so many more prolific actual serial killers too active in the same area during this time like all of that death was this insane caused by so many few people you know yeah and it's just insane to think about even now uh, my girl sent me this link um, there potentially could be another active serial killer in California, like yeah. recent. So we've talked about before, like you're California and more like midway up to Northern California. There's a lot of murder. Yeah. I've noticed. I'm not, I'm talking like, like organized murder, like serial killing. Right. Yeah. And that, what I was kind of thinking about, like, Ted Bundy, right? Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the Ted Bundy tapes on Netflix. Yeah, I did too. Like actually hearing his voice and stuff, mm-hmm. and then it's going, eerie. yeah, it's well, eerie, yeah. <laughs> well, and then them going back, like he says a line, and they're like, okay, so, and they go back in time to what he meant by this. Mm-hmm. And what I kind of equated was that part of the country. There's a lot of places you can get rid of a body, yeah, and nobody will know. Yeah, I mean, it's this is this is crazy to think like about, man. The just, Sierra Nevada Nut Mountains. Yeah, it, imagine how many bodies are buried up there. Oh yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just it's just insane to think about, man. And you know, just I like you know, like I said, I I, I like to get into the mind of a serial killer. That's why I really like my uh, my hunters a lot and stuff like that. Yeah, because you know that's when the first like actual profiling of a serial killer's mind was actually started. Like the whole like you know the whole science of it. Uh, Ted Bundy was the first, you know, person they actually studied, and they actually studied people like Ed Kemper and all these different serial killers, which someone we have to actually. Uh, Kemper's a hardcore dude. Yeah, Kemper's a very graphic, more hardcore than Zodiac killer. Yeah, it was, it was insane the shit he did. But that's an NSFW type yeah. episode. But the craziest thing about it though is, you know, he's still alive, and my sister has actually talked to him. No shit. Yeah, he's in Vacaville Prison, which is twenty thirty minutes from my hometown. And, uh, but he was more active in like the Santa Barbara area and stuff like that. But, um, it's just crazy to think about that. My sister who literally has talked to the serial killer who is well known if anybody's, you know, anything about serial killer is just, it's just crazy and how many, like, even after they're done, how many people they still like, you know, interact with, interact with. Like it's just insane, man. It is. Well, this is act like I even doing my own research to contribute mm-hmm. to this episode. I still learn a lot from you. Yeah, I appreciate the info. Okay, um, and I, I I know a couple times in this episode I've hit the table and stuff. And <laughs> on, honestly, it's because I've been getting into it yeah. as we start. Like, holy fuck, you know, like yeah, I didn't I didn't think about it that way. So this one I actually did have a lot of enjoyment learning about, mm-hmm. and uh, really kind of started to get into there at the end. Like, yeah. so I appreciate it, man, and. Yeah, no problem, dude. Um, for the viewers at home, if you got a, if you got a theory, um, go ahead and comment below on YouTube or oh, yeah. on, even on Instagram when we we post this uh, uh, episode. Feel free to give us your um, inputs. And uh, yeah, I, if your uh, input's pretty good, we'll read it on the episode. 
Yeah, I think that'd be something good. Like, yeah. you give us a good theory. Beginning of the next episode, we'll give you a little shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, speaking of the next episode, I feel like since we've done essentially two people, yeah, and we've done some history stuff, uh, maybe we do something about the future, or okay. as Squidward would say, <laughs> future. <laughs> And, uh, you know, take a little forward this time. Yeah. So I'll leave that little teaser out. Okay. Um, but I appreciate the info, man. It was yeah, great. For sure. It's great, man. It's, you know, it's not a thing you want to reminisce on, but, it, you know, it's just. It's still interesting. It's Yeah. It's, it's just crazy to think about just, like you said, I, you know, I've, I've stood where they stood type of thing. Yeah. And it's just, rather they're infamous or famous, it, it is, like you said, it is a part of history. So. Well. Um, I then I last want to thank everybody that listened in. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to the new improved Brodega podcast. If you have a recommendation of something we should talk about, give us a comment down below on YouTube. Give us a comment on Instagram. And speaking of Instagram, make sure you go follow us so you can vote <laughs> on what you want to listen to, or even give us a recommendation. Absolutely. And uh, again, if you enjoy <clears throat> the new content that we're putting out, uh, give us a like. Even if and if you really like it, give us a. Uh, a review if you're a podcast listener and uh if you think someone might enjoy this specific episode or uh, another episode we've done maybe you know someone likes westerns <laughs> send them the link to the episode and who knows maybe we get a new follower absolutely all right well uh thanks again for listening to brodega podcast the uh podcast made by bros for bros and uh, we'll see you next time all right guys peace out